Current Affairs Today's Headlines, 3 July 2021. India. Uttarakhand Chief Minister Tirat Singh Ravak resigns. Prahlad Singh Patel chairs sixth meeting of BRICS culture ministers through video conference. Pregnant women in India now eligible for COVID vaccination, approval based on recommendations of NTAD, National Technical Advisory Group on Immunization. Indian Army inducts first batch of 12 indigenously designed and developed short span bridging systems, 10M, designed by DRDO, manufactured by LNT. Govt launches six technology innovation platforms to boost development of technologies for globally competitive manufacturing in India. Economy and Corporate. India's foreign exchange reserves rise by $5 billion to lifetime high of $609 billion in the week ended June 25. Govt announces inclusion of retail and wholesale trades under MSMEs, will enable them to avail priority sector lending. Govt. Extends superannuation age of LIC chairman to up to 62 years. Centre approves 14 eligible applicants under PLI, Production Linked Incentive, Scheme for IT Hardware. India records highest ever merchandise exports of $95 billion during April to June quarter. World. India joins G20 OECD tax framework deal that calls for a global minimum tax of at least 15% on MNC's corporate profits. Afghanistan, US military leaves Bagram Air Base after nearly 20 years. Sports. Mana Patel becomes first Indian female swimmer to qualify for Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Indian Navy's athlete MP Javier qualified for the Tokyo Olympics in men's 400m hurdles. Wako India Kickboxing Federation gets government recognition as National Sports Federation. Wako, World Association of Kickboxing Organizations. Wako India Kickboxing Federation gets government recognition. Sports Ministry has decided to recognize Wako India Kickboxing Federation as a National Sports Federation, NSF, to promote and develop sport in India. Key points. Wako India Kickboxing Federation is affiliated to World Association of Kickboxing Organizations, Wako, which is a world body for kickboxing. Since 30th November 2020, Wako has been a provisionally recognized member of International Olympic Committee, IOC. Recommendation to approve Wako as fully recognized member of Olympic family was taken by IOC in June 2020. International Olympic Committee, IOC, Executive Board has approved recommendation for Wako on 10th June 2021 to become a fully recognized member of Olympic family of sport. Full recognition of Wako will be finally decided by IOC session of July 2021 in Tokyo. Why this recognition is significant? This recognition is significant to be fully included and accepted in Olympic movement. Indian Association of Kickboxing Organizations, IAKO. IAKO is the National Federation of Kickboxing in India. It was established in 1993 to control and promote kickboxing activities in India. It promotes amateur kickboxing and professional kickboxing across the states, union territories and special armed force. IAKO is the first martial arts federation which has been recognized by School Games Federation of India. World Association of Kickboxing Organizations, WACO. WACO is an international organization of kickboxing. It certifies the governing body of amateur kickboxing to develop support and govern amateur level and hold world championship events. It sanctions the champions of kickboxing. WACO is the only organization across the world which is recognized by GASEF, Global Association of Sports Federations, and IOC, International Olympic Committee. Mana Patel first Indian female swimmer to qualify Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Mana Patel has become the first female and only the third swimmer from India to qualify Tokyo Olympics 2021 ticket. Key points. Mana Patel joins Sriharin Nataraj and Sajan Prakash to have qualified for the Olympics. She is a 21-year-old backstroke swimmer from Ahmedabad who have won gold medals in 50-meter backstroke and 200-meter backstroke at national games. She also won gold in 100-meter backstroke at 60th National School Games, 2015, and broke the national record in backstroke. She was selected for Olympic Gold Quest in 2015 making it the first time a swimmer was roped in. In 2018, she secured three gold medals at 72nd Senior National Aquatic Championships. Mana Patel. She was born on 18th March 2000. She is an Indian backstroke swimmer from Ahmedabad, Gujarat. She started at the age of 7. At 13, she clocked 2, 
23.41s in 200m backstroke at 40th Junior National Aquatics Championship in Hyderabad. In 2019, she won six medals, one gold, four silvers, one bronze, at 10th Asian Age Group Championships, Bangalore. She has won 11 international, 61 national and 75 state-level medals, as of 2016. Backstroke or backcrawl. It is one among four swimming styles used in competitive events which are regulated by FINA. This style is swam on the back. This swimming style has an advantage of easy breathing. However, swimmers are not able to see where they are going. It marks a different start from other three competition swimming styles. It is similar to an upside-down front crawl or freestyle. 2020 Summer or Tokyo Olympics. This event will start from 23rd July to 8th August 2021 in Tokyo, Japan. Originally it was scheduled from 24th July to 9th August 2020. But it was postponed and rescheduled for the first time amid COVID-19 pandemic. 2020 Games will be the second time that Japan has hosted Summer Olympic Games. First being also in Tokyo in 1964. Tokyo has become the first city in Asia to host Summer Games twice. Govt announces inclusion of retail and wholesale trades under MSMEs. Minister of MSME, Nitin Gadkari, announced on 2nd July 2021 about revised guidelines for MSMEs which has included retail and wholesale trade under micro, small and medium, MSME, enterprises. Key Facts Infusion of retail and wholesale trades mean that retail and wholesale trade will be able to avail benefits like priority sector lending under RBI guidelines. As per MSME Minister, revised guidelines will benefit 2.5 crore retail and wholesale traders. It will also allow them to register on Udyam portal. Significance of the move. This will enable traders to get access to capital that have been impacted greatly amid the COVID-19 pandemic. With this infusion, several measures of MSME sector announced over past year will now be applicable to retail and wholesale traders. It will thus enable smaller retailers and traders to avail resolution framework for COVID-19-related stress. Announced by Reserve Bank of India. It will immediately impact smaller retailers with businesses up to 250 rupees crore of turnover by enabling them to avail immediate-term finance through schemes announced under Atmanirbhar Bharak. As per Kate, this decision will enable traders to avail requisite finances from banks and financial institutions under priority sector lending as well. What RBI had announced? RBI had announced that, MSMEs with aggregate exposure of up to 25 rupees crore and classified as standard can avail this restructuring scheme without being downgraded to another category of asset by 31st March 2021. Confederation of Indian Industry, CII. CII is a non-governmental trade association and advocacy group headquartered in New Delhi. It was founded in 1895. It engages business, academic, political, and other leaders of society in shaping regional, global, and industry agendas. CII is a membership-based organization. Govt extends superannuation age of LIC chairman to up to 62 years. Union government has extended superannuation age of IPO-bound LIC chairman to up to 62 years. Key points. Superannuation age was extended by amending Life Insurance Corporation of India, Staff, Regulations, 1960. Changes made in rules will be called as, Life Insurance Corporation of India, Staff, Amendment Rules, 2021. Retirement age for top executives of majority of PSUs is 60 years except in State Bank of India, SBI. What changes have been made? As per notification, if central government appoints chairman for a term of office extending beyond 60 years of age, or extends the term of office to a period beyond 60 years, he shall not superannuate till such terms are completed or till he attains age of 62 years, whichever is earlier. Background. Central government had approved a nine-month extension to LIC chairman M.R. Kumar from 30th June 2021 to 13th March 2022, recently in the backdrop of insurers' proposed initial public offer towards end of fiscal year 2021 to 2022. IPO in LIC. Finance Minister during her budget speech said, initial public offer, IPO, of LIC would be floated in 2021 to 22 under the government's target of Rs 1.75 lakh crore disinvestment. Government has already amended Life Insurance Corporation Act, 
1956 and Finance Act 2021 in order to facilitate the public offer. Under the amendment, government significantly increased authorized capital of LIC to 25,000 rupees crore from 100 rupees crore which will facilitate listing. Life Insurance Corporation Act, 1956 mandates, authorized share capital of LIC will be 25,000 rupees crore divided into 2,500 crore shares of 10 rupees each. Center approves 14 eligible applicants under PLI for IT hardware. Union Ministry of Electronics and IT, Maitwai, has approved 14 applicants under Production Linked Incentive, PLI, Scheme for IT Hardware Products. Highlights. PLI Scheme for IT Hardware provides an incentive of 4% to 2% on net incremental sales over base years of financial year 2020. What are those targeted segments? Target segments under the PLI scheme are laptops, tablets, personal computers, PCs, and servers. This scheme proposes production-linked incentives in a bid to boost domestic manufacturing and to attract large investments in value chain of all these IT hardware products. Who were the applicants? Applicants were four companies selected globally including Dell, ICT, Wistron, Rising Stars Hitech, Foxconn, and Flextronics. Under domestic companies category, 10 companies like Lava International Limited, Infopower Technologies, JV of Sussara and Meteasi, Vixen Technologies, India, Limited, Bhagwati, Micromax, Neolink, Netwim, Optiamus, Vividian, Smile Electronics, and Panache Digilife were approved. Significance of the move. Approved companies under the PLI scheme are likely to lead to a total production of more than 1 rupee and 61 pese lakh crore in next four years. Out of the total production, companies approved under IT hardware companies category have proposed for a production of 84,746 rupees crore. Scheme will bring additional investment in IT hardware manufacturing of about 2,517 rupees crore. What is PLI scheme? It is an outcome and output-based scheme in which incentives are paid only if manufacturers make goods. It provides for cash incentives for 5 to 7 years. It covers all the Sunrise and important sectors under it. Sectors covered under the scheme include networking products, automobile, advanced chemistry, food processing, and solar PV manufacturing. India joins G20 OECD tax framework deal. India and majority members of OECD and G20 inclusive framework on base erosion and profit shifting adopted a high-level statement that outlines a consensus solution in a bid to address tax challenges that are arising from digitalization of economy. Key points. This proposed solution comprises of two components. First pillar is about reallocation of additional profit share to market jurisdictions and second pillar comprises of minimum tax and subject to tax rules. However, some significant issues like share of profit allocation and scope of subject to tax rules are open and need to be addressed. Technical details of proposal will be worked out soon and a consensus agreement will come by October 2021. How will it impact India? Pillar I of OECD and G202 Pillar Solutions of Addressing Tax Challenge seeks to show a special purpose nexus rule and profit allocation formula to reallocate a part of super normal profits of largest and most profitable and multinational groups in market countries like India and China. The outcome will have quantitative benefits on India as it will ensure that India gets its fair share of corporate tax on earnings from market it provides to MNEs. Pillar 2 is the most significant step towards the race to bottom. Global min tax rule will ensure that countries like India gets massive market for MNEs without providing tax safe harbor. This development has the potential to significantly contain practice of treaty shopping. Treaty shopping. In treaty shopping, companies or individuals attempt to indirectly access benefits of tax treaty between two jurisdictions without being resident any of those jurisdictions. US military leaves Bagram Air Base in Afghanistan. United States military has left Afghanistan's Bagram Airfield after nearly two decades. Key points. Bagram Airfield was the site of several military encounters and epicenter of US war on terror in Afghanistan in the backdrop of 9th November terror attacks. Bagram Airfield has now been handed over to Afghan National Security and Defense Force. This airbase has been the site of US military's war against Taliban and Al-Qaeda terrorist outfits. It remained staffed by 455th Air Expeditionary Wing of US force. It has been used as a base by rotating units of US Army, Navy, and Marine Corps also used the airfield as a base. 
Background. U.S. President Joe Biden had promised for withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan completely by September 11th. Current withdrawal of 2,500 to 3,500 U.S. troops from Bagram Air Base is an indication of the follow-up on that promise. Now, United States harbors around 6,500 troops in Afghanistan to protect American embassy in Kabul. However, they have not yet divulged when last U.S. soldier will leave Afghanistan for security reasons. Bagram Airfield. It is also known as Bagram Air Base and is located near ancient city of Bagram. It was largest U.S. military base in Afghanistan. Its distance from Pervan province is 11 kilometers. It has a single runway which is capable of handling large military aircraft including Lockheed Martin C-5 Galaxy and Antonov and Double 25. It was staffed 455th Air Expeditionary Wing of U.S. Air Force. 455th Air Expeditionary Wing. It is a provisional United States Air Force unit in the Bagram Airfield, Afghanistan. Most personnel were located at Air Force Village known as Camp Cunningham. First predecessor of this wing was organized in 1943 as 455th Bombardment Group. After training in United States, they are deployed to Mediterranean Theater of Operations and to participate in strategic bombing campaign against Germany. Invest India wins most innovative investment promotion agency 2021 award. Union Commerce and Industry Minister Piyush Goyal and Minister of Information and Broadcasting Prakash Javadkar congratulated Invest India has been awarded world's most innovative promotion agency 2021 by OCO Global. About Invest India. Invest India is the National Investment Promotion and Facilitation Agency of India. It was established in 2009 as non-profit venture of Department for Promotion of Industry and Internal Under Trade Ministry of Commerce and Industry. It focuses on sector-specific investor which helps in targeting and developing new partnerships in order to enable sustainable investments across India. Function of Invest India. Invest India partners with substantial investment promotion agencies and multilateral organizations. It works actively with several Indian states in a bid to build capacity and bring in global best practices across investment targeting, promotion and facilitation areas. It focuses on sector-specific investor targeting and development of new partnerships for a sustainable investment. Investment Promotion Agency, IPA. IPA is a government agency whose mission is to attract investment in country, state, region or city. IPA do this function by using marketing activities by raising awareness regarding location of attractive destination for investment. It has four core functions with investment generation, image building of FDI hosting country, project management and aftercare services. It plays an important role in attracting investment for developed countries. Its function is similar to the Chamber of Commerce or Business Consulting Corporation. Chamber of Commerce. It is a form of business network and a local organization of businesses. Its goal is to strengthen the interests of businesses. They elect a board of directors or executive council to set policy for chamber. This board or council hires a president, CEO, or executive director. ISRO gives not to implement satellite TV classrooms. Indian Space Research Organization, ISRO, has given its approval to the Parliamentary Standing Committee on Education in order to provide technical assistance for satellite TV classrooms across India in a bid to bridge learning gap that arose due to COVID-induced lockdown. Key points. ISRO scientists have appeared before Parliamentary Standing Committee for Education on 2nd July 2021 and made a detailed presentation regarding proposed satellite TV classroom for students before officials of Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology, Mayati, and Doordarshan. ISRO scientists also emphasize that, organization is ready to provide satellite rights to states in order to start satellite TV classrooms. Committee explored satellite TV classrooms which will be used to broadcast school-based educational programs. Under this program, students can take advantage in cluster classrooms and issue of smartphone and data connectivity can be resolved, particularly in rural areas. Background. Earlier, Vinaya Sehesrabud-led parliamentary panel sought help from ISRO scientists in order to provide technical assistance so as to start satellite TV classrooms for students who reported learning gap in school syllabus because of COVID pandemic. Satellite TV in India. INSAT is a major catalyst for expansion of television coverage across India. Satellite television covers 100% area and 100% population. Terrestrial coverage is more than 81% of Indian land mass and 92% of population. 
Doordarshan is the user of Insat satellites to provide television services across country. Currently, 33 Doordarshan TV channels are operating by C-band transponders of Insat 3A, Insat 3C, and Insat 4B. All these satellite TV channels are digitalized. Satellite television services operated by Doordarshan. Satellite television services operated by Doordarshan include National Networking Service, DD1, DD News, DD2, DD Odoo, DD Sports, DD India, DD Bharti, and DDHD. NASA's NIAWIS telescope gets two-year mission extension. NASA's Near-Earth Object Wide Field Infrared Survey Explorer, NIAWIS, has got extension for two more years. Key points. NIAWIS will continue its hunt for asteroids, comets, and objects that could pose hazard to Earth for additional two years. NASA's prolific Near-Earth Object, NIO, Hunting Space Telescope will continue operations till June 2023. Background. NASA has been surveying sky daily to find potential hazards and exploring asteroids in order to help in unlocking secrets of formation of solar system. With the help of ground-based telescopes, about 26,000 near-Earth asteroids have already been discovered. So, NASA is working to enhance observations with space-based capabilities like NIAWIS. About NIAWIS. NIAWIS was originally launched as Wide Field Infrared Survey Explorer, WISE, mission in December 2009. This space telescope surveyed entire sky in infrared wavelengths and detected asteroids, dim stars, and faintest galaxies. It completed its primary mission after it depleted its cryogenic coolant. Mission was put into hibernation in February 2011. These observations were again resumed in December 2013. In 2013, this space telescope was repurposed by NASA's Planetary Science Division as NIAWIS, which is being used to identify asteroids and comets throughout the solar system. Uses of NIAWIS NIAWIS provides a unique and critical capability in mission of planetary defense as it allows to measure infrared emission. It also estimates the size of hazardous asteroids more accurately said. How size of the asteroids is determined. When asteroids are heated by sun, they warm up and release this heat as faint infrared radiation. Scientists can reveal the size of asteroid by studying this infrared signature and then compare it to measurements of observations made by optical telescopes fixed on ground. Who manages the NIAWIS project? NIAWIS project is managed by NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory located in Southern California and University of Arizona which supported by NASA. Pregnant women now eligible for COVID vaccination. Ministry of Health has approved the recommendation of National Technical Advisory Group on Immunization, NTAGI, for pregnant women to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Highlights. This decision empowers pregnant women to make informed choice over taking COVID vaccination. Pregnant women can now register on CodeWIN or walk into nearest COVID vaccination center to get vaccinated. Background. India's COVID vaccination program comprises of recommendations from experts in field of public health, immunization, disease control and information technology. This program provides priority on strengthening India's healthcare system on the basis of scientific and epidemiological evidence. It seeks to protect most vulnerable population groups. Earlier, all groups except pregnant women were eligible for COVID vaccination. Now, vaccination program has been expanded to even pregnant women. COVID during pregnancy. As per reports, COVID infection during pregnancy results in rapid deterioration of health of pregnant women. They are at a higher risk of severe diseases. Infection might affect fetus too. Pregnant women with COVID-19 infection are also at a higher risk of preterm birth. It also led to several adverse pregnancy outcomes like high chances of neonatal morbidity. Other factors of COVID-19 infection during pregnancy include pre-existing comorbidities, advanced maternal age, and high body mass index. National Immunization Technical Advisory Group, NITAG. NITAG is an advisory committee comprising of multidisciplinary groups of experts who are responsible to provide information related to vaccines to national governments. These information helps in making evidence-based decisions regarding vaccine and immunization policy. NITAG in each country have different names. For instance, in United States it is called as Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, AKEEP, in UK it is called as Committee on Vaccination and Immunization, JCVI, and it is called as National Technical Advisory Group on Immunization, NCAGI, in India. Gov launches six technology innovation platforms. 
Ministry of Heavy Industries and Public Enterprises has launched six technology innovation platforms on 2nd July 2021. These platforms were launched by Union Minister of Heavy Industries and Public Enterprises, Prakash Javakka, in virtual mode. These technology platforms will focus on development of technologies for globally competitive manufacturing across India. Who developed these platforms? Platforms have been developed by IIT Madras, International Centre for Automotive Technology, ICAT, Central Manufacturing Technology Institute, CMTI, Vail, HMT and Automotive Research Association of India, ARE, in association with IISC, Bangalore. Why these platforms were launched? These platforms were developed and launched to facilitate industries like Tier 1, Tier 2 and Tier 3 companies, original equipment manufacturer and raw material manufacturers, startups, domain experts or professionals, R&D institutions etc. to provide technology solutions, suggestions and expert opinions on manufacturing technologies. It will also facilitate exchange of knowledge on research and development and other technological aspects. About 39,000 students, institutes, experts, industries and labs have already registered on these platforms. What are Tier 1 companies? Tier 1 companies are largest, wealthiest, and most experienced in industry. This tier is very exclusive. Tier 1 contracts are in hundreds of millions and even billions price range. What are Tier 2 companies? Tier 2 companies are also called as mid-tier companies. They are the players in construction industry. They are in between Tier 1 and 3. Tier 2 companies take projects on commercial basis rather than residential. What are Tier 3 companies? Tier 3 companies take on projects around million dollar range. They take projects like residential jobs including rebuilding and refurbishing. Small-scale commercial work like building or refurbishing petrol stations, supermarkets, offices etc. Govt asks NPCI to start electronic vaccine vouchers. Government has asked National Payments Corporation of India, NPCI, to launch platform for electronic vaccine vouchers. What are electronic vaccine vouchers? These vouchers are like electronic prepaid instruments which can be used only for vaccination. Employers can purchase these vouchers in bulk. Vouchers will be sent to smartphone or feature phone of employee. Employee will then share voucher at hospital for cashless vaccination. With the help of vouchers, hospitals would get money instantly credited to its account. Vaccine vouchers will enable employees to get vaccinated at nearest center. Vaccine e-vouchers will also enable private sector to plan when it comes to booking orders with vaccine manufacturers. Role of NPCI NPCI is in the process of shortlisting banks in order to issue these vouchers. Banks will offer vouchers as a payments service in partnership with technology service providers. How these vouchers will be generated? NPCI seeks to deliver these vouchers as QR code to smartphones and as a code to feature phones. One mobile can be used to deliver vouchers for entire family. Advantage of vouchers. With the help of these vouchers, hospitals will get the payments for vaccination instantly into their bank account. Although, the platform was developed for vaccines, it can be used for any form of targeted direct benefit transfers. It will eliminate the need of subsidies and providers would not face any problem in recovering payments from government. National Payments Corporation of India, NPCI. NPCI is an umbrella organization that operates retail payments and settlement systems under the parent head of Reserve Bank of India. It was founded in December 2008. It is a not-for-profit organization registered under Section 8 of Companies Act 2013. It was established by Reserve Bank of India and Indian Banks Association. RBI's new norms for interest on unclaimed matured deposit. Reserve Bank of India, RBI, has notified new norms for interest on the amount left unclaimed with bank after a term deposit matures. Highlights. Presently, if a term deposit matures and proceeds are unpaid, amount left unclaimed with bank attracts rate of interest as it is applicable to savings deposits. New norms are applicable on deposits across all commercial banks, small finance banks, local area banks, and cooperative banks. Types of deposits in India. Banks works as the custodians of public money. It mobilizes the deposits of public. There are two types of deposits namely, time deposits and demand deposits. What are time deposits? When money is deposited for a fixed tenure is called as time deposit. Such money cannot be withdrawn before its maturity which is fixed at a particular time. 
It is also called as term deposits. Fixed deposit is the most common example of time deposit. Time deposits are also eligible for interest payments. Interest rate of the time deposit depends on the tenure and amount of deposit. Interest rate varies from bank to bank. Interest rate is usually higher for time deposits with long maturity time. Types of time deposit. Time deposits is of three types. Fixed deposits, where fixed rate of interest is paid at a fixed and regular intervals. Reinvestment deposits, where interest is compounded quarterly and paid on maturity. Recurring deposits, where fixed amount is deposited at regular intervals for fixed term. Repayment of principal and accumulated interest is done at the end of term. These deposits usually target the persons who are salaried or receive regular income. Such deposits are opened for 6 months to 120 months. What are demand deposits? When funds deposited is withdrawn by customer at any time without any advance notice to banks, are called as demand deposit. Cyber attacks hits hundreds of US firms. As per a cybersecurity researcher, ransomware attack had paralyzed networks of at least 200 US companies on 2nd July 2021. Key points. Our evil gang is a Russian-speaking ransomware syndicate which appears to be behind this attack. Attackers targeted the software supplier called Kasia using its network management package to spread ransomware through cloud service providers. Kasia handles large enterprise to small businesses globally. Thus, it has the potential to spread to any size or scale business. Such cyber attacks infiltrate widely used software and spread malware because it is updated automatically. What is cyber attack? It is an attack in computers and computer networks to expose, alter, disable, destroy, steal or gain information by gaining its unauthorized access in order to make unauthorized use of asset. Cyber attack is an offensive maneuver which targets computer information systems. Attacker is a person or process who attempts to access data, functions, or other restricted areas. Cyber attacks is the part of cyber warfare or cyber terrorism. It can be employed by sovereign states, groups, individuals, society, or organizations. Product that facilitates cyber attack is called cyber weapon. Range of cyber attacks. Cyber attacks ranges from installing spyware on personal computer to make attempt to destroy infrastructure of country. How cyber attacks can be prevented. Cyber attacks can be prevented using User Behavior Analytics and SIME. User Behavior Analytics, UBA, is a cybersecurity process used to detect insider threats, targeted attacks, and financial fraud. Security Information and Event Management, SIME, is the subsection of computer security where software products and services combine Security Information Management, SIM, and Security Event Management, SEM. SIM and SEM provides real-time analysis of security alerts which are generated by applications and network hardware. SIME was coined by Mark Nicolette and Amrit Williams in 2005. 